This is Brad Marchand, and you're listening to Breaking the Ice with Josh Dolan. I don't think he would ever let a pizza get out the door before he buried the whole thing, so he likes to eat that kid. Boston or New England. Wow. Oh my God. Is Opie and, um, on? Is Opie oh, here? No. And uh, also, we have Maddie oh. Blake. What's going on? Wow. Oh, get the wow. fuck out of here. Really? Shoot, can't you control your talent? <laughs> talent? You I'm use sorry. that word loosely. <laughs> no, Josh, Talk to us. When you came on the air, you were fantastic every time, Josh. Oh, thank you. <laughs> He was telling me earlier that he never really let him talk, though. That was the fucked up thing. No. Remember the shutting the mics off? And the... Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't, actually. I do remember, uh, what do we call it, Battle of Bruin? Yeah, Battle of Bruin. That was fantastic. You got great stuff. You had good access to the Bruins. You had more than we had. He never used any of that when he worked with me, Maddie. so I'm, yeah, I'm really know. glad for you. He didn't want to bring any of that. Well, because there. the Bruins oh. stopped letting me in the locker room. <laughs> what happened there? How did, how, how did you, how did you fuck that up? How did you fuck that up, Josh? He was probably I, got I drunk. Alcohol is the root drunk. of all his problems. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry. I was told not to talk about that. We can edit it out. All right, so then we'll put a bunch of this. And let's see what Josh he wants them to know so bad. He wants them to know so bad. He already. Yeah, um, they don't, they're not. A... Way to fuck up his life. Well, Maddie, how the fuck have yeah. you been? How you doing? <laughs> well, uh, it's great to see your face, everybody. It's been it's been a long time. Sue, you yeah. and I have known each other for a very long time. I mean, I swear uh, to God, Maddie, I meant that when I said it earlier, you have not aged in, it has to be 15 years. Well, you really, you do you, are you dyeing your hair? Just tell it's me. Longer, I think it's longer than that shoe. Cause Is it? We, we met, I, I was in, well, I was in uh, New York yeah. city. For, I was in New York city for like 14, 14 years. So I guess I left in Oh two. We probably met in, when did you start at AF? Yeah, we met when we were, you started with the uh, star. Yes. Right. You, that was like yeah. nine. That was that was uh, ninety nine two thousand. Yeah, ninety nine two thousand. So yeah, it's been twenty years, man. Whoo! Yeah. Did you My did brother. you do a shift on Star? I was the uh, head writer, uh, like bit guy for the Star Morning Show, and its claim to fame was that they hired Richard Hatch, Survivor's first oh, winner. No shit. That's yeah. Right. So um, I got paid. It was actually the greatest job probably I ever had. Really. I got paid to like, there was like five people on that morning show. It was way too big. And, uh, right. um, but this is to show you the glory days of, of radio in the nineties. Uh, I was paid to literally, I, I came in, I would write down all the breaks, like what we're going to do here, 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 and here, and here. And then I would just sit there with my baseball cap on, on the microphone. I just crack one liners. I would call up this awesome. Bill Clinton or whoever I was doing <laughs> for an impression at the time yeah. and just like leave at 10 AM. And they had all these meetings. They had all these post-show meetings with like, P. 
PDs yelling at him and stuff. I was gone. <laughs> I was gone. And uh, I just See had to be the bit guy. I, and then the, the Rocco and Maddie thing happened. They offered me to replace that guy, Burnsy. And, um, Birdsy. 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 Sorry. sorry. I would yes. say Burnsy. Um, they, they asked me to replace him. And uh, I, it's funny, actually, Ron Valeri, who was PD at the time of Star, was like, why don't you just stick around here? And, you know, and he understood that. I was like, well, I have a chance to have my name on a show. But I'll tell you what, like six months into work with Rocco, <laughs> I was looking down the hall going like, man, I, I had a pretty good down the hall. <laughs> There's no working. There's no working with Rocco. I love And I mean him. that not like you can't work with Rocco. Rocco, no. God bless Correct. him, he's dead now. And I hate to speak ill of the yeah. dead, but the fact is Rocco didn't work. Correct. Rocco Correct. rolled in maybe oh. 10 minutes late. And he did. He was Rocco for four hours. More likely, less than four hours. Three and a half. Yeah, there was a classic story where at the New Balance building, Rocco recorded his last two breaks and left an hour early. Walked out of the building and met the then PD Keith Hastings, who was going in the building. Yeah. And Keith Hastings was like, "Where the hell are you going?" Yeah. And Rocco was like, "Oh, I got a doctor's appointment." He, like, made something up on the spot. Rocco's not the only one to do that. He's the only one to get caught. He did yeah. it. He, he got caught. He did it again with Dave Douglas under my tenure. He, he was like, we can get out of here on Friday. At, you know, whatever it was. And I was too – I was like, I can't. I can't. I, I like love the guy. Two more fucking pranks are going to kill you. Yeah, I, I, I love like, the guy. That's the last thing working in radio you, you, you want to do is, like, oh, let's just pre-record it. No, 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 careful, because they'll fucking do it everywhere. Right. Right. Um, he, he was, he was, he was honestly great to me and I loved him like a brother, but you're right, Shu. He was not into, like, I would prepare, you know, I was 20 something. I was like, Hey, my name's on the show. I'm like, Hey Rocco. So we're going to do this, this, and this. I got this new bit called Rocco and Maddie go to school, whatever the fuck. And, and he would just be like, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And crack. Yeah. Up, just ignore, right. <laughs> ignore everything yeah. I laid out. Just be like, do I'm going to get a sub. Yeah. yeah. Do Austin Powers. <laughs> I'm like, oh. Oh my god! <laughs> then he would air drum in between. He would. I'd have all these plans doing. I was trying to do like phony prank phone calls and stuff, and he would just ignore me. Crank. He would crank up his earphones as loud as he and crank up the studio speakers. <laughs> and just yes. Air drum to Allison Chains for like yeah twenty minutes. <laughs> that was I his missed, fucking show him. prep. He went, well, you know, it was perfect. What? There He's, was none of that. And Shoe, he was, he was. No, I'm saying that was his show prep. No. Yeah, no, you're right, Isaiah, because he was, he was the perfect, like the quintessential example of the personality-driven radio. Like that was him. That was not a shtick. Like Rocco was. No, Rocco. yeah, that's like, true. He was, he was very real. Yeah. That was him, man. That was him. My best Rocco story is when I, I didn't even meet him at this point, but I was interviewing for a part-time gig at AAF. And I'm sitting there and I'm talking to Dave Douglas and Dave Douglas, people don't know him. He was PD at AAF and he had a face that was like, um, like one of those Easter Island statues, you know, of just the head, you know what I mean? No expression yeah, yeah. at all. Nothing. You couldn't, you couldn't read the guy's face at all. He, he could have been the greatest poker player in the world. Yes. And so I'm trying to talk to him and, and he's just looking so unimpressed as, as most people do. And then, uh, Evie pops in, who was the receptionist at the time. She said, oh, uh, Rocco needs to talk to you. And so he gets on the phone. He kind of turns his back to me, and he's like, what? Really? Are you fucking kidding me? And he slams <laughs> the phone down. And I was like, hey, uh, if this is a bad time, I can come back. 
And he's like, no, no, our, our afternoon guy decided to call in sick 20 minutes before his shift. And I, I kind of looked at him and I went, opportunity? Here I am. Put me in, coach. <laughs> and he looked at me for five seconds. He looked at me. He was like, and then he just laughed. He goes, no, nah, I, I can't do that. Can't and he do called it. Dave <laughs> Green. But I think Rocco got wind of that. And ah. from so even before I met Rocco, Rocco was like on my ass constantly because I think wow. he, he knew I was trying to take his job. You're or he thought it. I was trying right. to take his job. Right. Yeah. You know, That's so. so I, I just had an exchange with his son today, in fact. Little Rock. Aunt, yeah, on, on uh, Facebook, he gave me one of those. He had to do the 10 album challenge or the 10 albums yep. that shaped your yep. life. So I did that. Aunt was, Aunt was a little kid when Rocco and Maddie was happening. Oh, yeah. He was a baby. You know, he's like eight or something. And uh, yeah. now he's just grown man. He's married. He's, he's just a great, fine young man. Nice. Uh, so That's kind of weird. Yeah, it's kind of weird. That's good. Speaking of hey, albums that shaped hey, Oh, yeah. Oh, so, I'm sorry, Josh. Maddie, real quick, what were your top 10 albums? Let me guess. Shake Your Money Maker, Southern nope. Harmony. Uh, Southern Harmony was companion. on there. Uh, Amorica. Nope. Um, bef- two, what, two Crows. Two Crows. Only I, two? Because, two Crows. Oh, my God, dude. Because I was trying to do it like a retrospective, like throughout my life. when it, I picked albums that kind of changed the direction I was going. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Or, or made such an impact on me, it just rocked my world. So th- I, I could have done, I should have by rights done 10 Crows albums. But, um <laughs> But I did. You can go back and revise it. We got plenty of time. Yeah, I did. I did Southern Harmony because I wasn't actually a huge, huge fan of Shake Your Money Maker. It. I heard it at the time, and I was like, "Oh, cool! They're doing the blues rock thing." Southern Harmony was like, I think, one of the greatest leaps of a band between first and second record. When I heard that, when I heard Remedy for the first time, I'm like, "What is this? Who is this? Have the Stones come out with a chippy out?" And so that record, and then I put actually Three Snakes and One Charm because I think that record sounds different than any record that came out anywhere around its time. It's weird, it's trippy, it's different. It's like, how much for your wings? It's fucking, I, I love that record. So those are the Yeah, that's ones. usually the record that gets kind of, well, actually, By Your Sides <clears throat> gets kind of panned all the time. Yeah, but, yeah. But uh, the Snakes album, you know, that was the time when they were trying, when they were playing live, they were trying to be like the Grateful Dead. And I think, in my humble opinion, we're failing miserably. Yeah, and, they didn't uh, want to do so it. So people Chris associate that with that album, but the album itself is really good. Yeah, I think it's. I think there's sure. things on there that are like vastly underrated in the history of rock. I think that record is really ambitious. Yeah. Josh, now people keep saying, doing that on people keep doing that on social media where they're doing their their the albums that changed their life or shaped who who they are. Right. I I have a ticket stub from a concert that shaped my life brothers of a feather oh, oh yeah right. wow. brighton music hall the day before af went off the air where That's were right. you maddie well oh. i was in i was on oak island i had to go to oak island i had a ticket uh carrie hooked me up with that show yeah and um i was supposed to be right there right with i you totally guys. assumed that you were going to be there and we were in there and i was like okay there's all the radio people and i just leaned over to shoe and i was like where's maddie yeah, I got, I, got, I got called to Oak Island. Luckily, I had seen those two perform before together, so it wasn't like a total loss. But um, yeah, that one hurt. I was on Oak Island. But that what I feel like that concert was the first sign that two, 2020 was a little weird. Like, there was a lot of reunions happening, but I remember mm. standing there watching that concert being like, the Robinson Brothers are back together. 
mm-hmm. but AF is breaking up. What the hell is happen- happening? And they were and they were getting along and they were laughing and looking yeah. at each other while they were playing and yeah. smiling. Well, yeah. and the, that, the, that, I should have known at that point there was going to be some kind of plague. Something was fucked <laughs> up. Yeah. And Chris Robinson, actually, Maddie, will you appreciate this? Chris Robinson goes, uh, you know, the Robinson brothers are back together. Who would have thought that would happen? That's pretty fucked up. And they had just played Wiser Time. And then he oh. goes, with that, who would have ever thought you would have heard a three-minute Wiser Time? That's fucked up too. Wow. You know? And then he wow. said, I bet the Black Plague comes back. <laughs> yeah. And then they went to it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> it, it sucked though, Maddie. It was a terrible yeah. performance. Yeah. So you didn't miss yeah. anything. Oh, good. Thank you. I was at a tune the whole yeah. time. Yeah, he yeah, was like, Chris, yeah, Chris Robinson yeah, no. can't sing. I haven't year. watched illegal YouTube footage of it. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Wolf was there. <laughs> and and I he was this time. <laughs> what's been uh what's been happening since lockdown in your world um i've actually been it's weird i've been like this has been no big deal for me because since as far as like my day-to-day schedule because since maddie and nick ended i kind of was working from home and working on oak stuff full time you know so when this hit i was like this is my right. schedule like i'm very i'm blessed and i'm cursed that i have long periods of time in between oak stuff but when it happens it gets real intense and it's all i do for that for those stretch of weeks so we just finished a huge run of specials some of which are running right now and they're running up till the season finale the season finale of this season of oak island is this coming tuesday as we record this so you and find so, the treasure on tuesday plug that where where and when <laughs> right no, plug it the you treasure you finally get that stuff on tuesday right you have to wait and tune in Shu. it's going to be a new oh, story fuck, come on man <laughs> <laughs> um, so that'll be, that'll be this coming Tuesday, History Channel, nice. the season finale, season seven finale of the Crystal Island. A week after that, the following Tuesday, my one hour, uh, might be a two hour, I'm not sure, probably a one hour special, uh, wrapping up season seven and then looking ahead, what are we going to do? Are we going to do a season eight with all this COVID stuff? Um, oh, so you don't find the treasure because there's going to be another season. <laughs> <laughs> you have to tune in, Shoe. Dude, <laughs> fuck, come on. You don't find the treasure because of COVID. That can stretch for two more seasons. Absolutely. And, and uh, we, ju- we, we, have, we now have a, another show, uh, which we're going to talk about, which has been announced, but the details haven't been announced yet. Uh, History ran a couple promos for it, but we'll have the real kind of breakdown of it on my special. It's called Beyond Oak Island, and it'll be me, Rick, and Marty. Um, it's a show about treasure mysteries around the world. So I'm very excited. I've been working on that really. So I've been actually busy. Um, nice. Rick and Marty. Book. Now, is that, is that your favorite show? With, uh, yeah, I love Rick and Marty. That's going to be a fucked up show. I can tell you right now. I'm looking forward to that one, Maddie. Do you know about that? Uh, Rick and Marty from Oak Island did an AMA last year. or was a year and a half ago or so. And they expected some numbers because it's, it's the number one rated sh- reality, uh, reality show on cable. So they expected some numbers in their AMA. It they, is? Really? Yeah, yeah. I don't well, say that in any disrespect. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow. wow. More than like really? that fucking shitty show that's on now where everybody's fucking half naked. What is it called? Uh, the one that's on Netflix. Now. I don't think it's that's like nothing but naked and afraid of people. Naked and afraid. Yeah. No, uh, wow, that's great, Maddie. I didn't know that. Oh, consistently with a bullet. Actually, it doubles most. So any reality show, any non-scripted show on cable, Oak Island crushes everything, and it's been that way. So for basically, a while. Brother, you, you probably could have already found the treasure, but you don't want to because the ratings are good. Oh, we want to. 
Oh yeah, that's yeah, bad for business, though, right? <laughs> oh, no, not really, not really. If you if you if you think about this, if this show pulls out some sort of historic treasure out of the ground, I don't think the show ends then. I mean, that's a whole nother. What happens then? You know what I mean? Like they become they've changed history at that point, and you've got to follow that story. I would think. Um, well, then it becomes the curse of Oak Island, and then you happens? guys have to deal with finding the treasure, and then you know, and, and the if, finding if they pull out, one. if they pull out what many people believe, like I wear this cross every day. Uh, they found this, this is a replica of it, obviously, but they found this Templar cross. Um, if they find something of great historic religious value, you're going to have the Israeli government claiming it. You're going to have a lot of interested parties trying to get their hands on it. So um, Mike, Mike had enough, by the way. It yeah, just, it as just soon as I showed the cross, he's out of here. No, you literally, every, every, <laughs> oh, See, I, I wear a cross because, also every day, this cross. <laughs> Is that some sort of Ozzy? Oz no, no, he bought no, that on KUOB.com. Every day, I pray to fucking God you find that treasure. Every <laughs> fucking day, I wear this little cross under fine, my shirt. Fine, shoe. Uh, yours is bigger than mine. Thought about size. That's why the Christians bought WAF, because of that friggin' cross you wear every day. It's your fault, Shu. Hey, uh, let's talk about man, that. You know? let's talk, where, where were you when you got wind that AAF was being sold to... Caleb. So specifically Caleb, uh, I don't remember, but I got wind that I got wind and I, I, I'll, I'll tell you off the air shoe, but I, I got wind like something big was going down from some, some, for some peeps behind the scenes, like, Hey, fucking big changes are coming. So it was kind of like, Oh, oh, oh. Um, yeah, thanks for the like, warning asshole. Yeah, I know right. I should have come. Well, but by the way, people were saying that for the from the day like basically Nick and I left for that whole year, people were saying like, can, "Oh, you, big can spe- you can speculate there, forever in radio of maybe an ownership changing, and it's you know Cumulus going to buy it, or is someone going to this?" And then that came. You're like, "I'm sorry, what?" Yeah, but there were remember. big changes coming. We just didn't think that was the change, <laughs> right? Well, that's the thing. It could be a different ownership. It could be anything. But all of a sudden, you're like, so you go from Black Sabbath to the real Sabbath? Yeah. <laughs> because like oh, even our, even our bosses yeah. in, in Boston didn't even know that was going to happen. Right. Yeah. Um, well, you, you look at the history of, of the, the groups that the K-Love people are buying, CCC in Hartford. What is the one in New York? Uh, CPL? Uh, I don't know. But they bought the Loop in Chicago. That was a big time rock station for right? a long time. Yeah. Now, Josh, you won't get this because you're 12, but back in the 80s when, you know, the Rob Halfords and the Twisted Sisters had to go up against, what was that group? The group that was always like, your music is just the devil music. Oh, like Tip the PMRC. Was yes. that Tip Parents Music Same Resource Center. fucking people. Al Gore's Same wife. Because <laughs> now you're getting it. Yeah. Oh, Al Gore's wife and then Al Tipper. Gore invented the internet. Tipper, she was a big, uh, yeah. That was coming. That's funny. That that too. That was that was coming from uh, the Demo- the left side. Believe it or not, back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, she was upset because they like caught one of their kids call. masturbating, and they had to explain <laughs> it away somehow. So they they yeah. blamed Prince and How Frank Zappa and the mentors. You, you know. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like when when going back to the the station being sold when Maddie and Nick went off the air. I remember. Well, I obviously I worked on the show, so I was there. And uh, Joe, you our did? Bu- we never heard huh? you. Our 
Shut his mic off. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, our boss, called called you and Nick into the office, and he said, "Josh, just just watch the board. Make sure." Oh we my stay God! On the air did he really? Yes, and then he said the really? same thing oh. to me when he pulled you into the office to tell you yes. WAF was sold, and you oh, put your dude, headphones sorry, down man. in the exact same place Maddie put his headphones down. Is that right? On the tape. Yes. He wow. plugged him in, put him down, and then all of a sudden, Joe said that, and I was like, this feels like a Maddie and Nick situation. And I was like, stop being crazy. Stop being ridiculous. And then it, it was like an hour later, and I had the same feeling, like, what the fuck is going on right now? Let's put Josh in there right after the bomb every time. Right? Well, I really felt for you, Shu, because, um, you know, like, I'm just, I was just a lark coming in there for two years where it was like after a long, long break and a whole separate career where you really built that place in so many ways. And, and I know you bled that place and it was your heart and soul. So I, and I love you like a brother, man. You've always been so great. To you me. and Carrie. You got yeah. blood for that. Yeah, Oops. Carrie. Yeah, definitely Carrie. Yeah. So I, I just felt for you. Like, I knew, you know, I was bummed because me and Nick, I felt like the only reason I was bummed is I, we finally, when we walked in there, we kind of were feeling the slings and arrows from everything going on outside around us. And, and then it was so stressful because the first three months, it wasn't even, usually you get, who the fuck are you guys? You guys suck, which you expect. It was <laughs> not from not, that audience. No way. not only did they not know who we were, we, we weren't even a factor. It was, where did my station go? Because the mm -hmm. day we were hired, they lost that other, they lost 97, seven. Mm -hmm. So yeah. we, for three, four months, we got calls, where the fuck's AAF, where the fuck's AAF, and who are you answering the phone? Not even, not even we like your show, we don't like your shows, who are you? And so right. it was very tough the first six months, first year. Then Ron Valeri, the guy who hired me and had me put the thing together, leaves. And he, by the way, was kind of like, I'm out of here. <laughs> I don't know what he Yeah, is. right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so at the time we got fired, it finally felt like we were like this, like, oh, oh, the show is starting to gel a little bit. And we were, the audience was starting to react. And we were starting to get like, when we would show up to places, it was feeling a little like, ooh, all right, people coming out to see you, you know? And, and then boom. So and you guys kind of had a cult following too. Yeah, the people, as, as Stiz so eloquently put it, yo, the people who fuck with us really fuck with us. <laughs> hey. You know, but, you want that reaction, though, right? You want someone either yeah. saying, calling them, saying, "Hey, you guys are great," or if they call every hour, like we had people like that, Josh. If we call, yeah. they call every hour and go, "You guys fucking suck." You know, you got to think about it. <laughs> Thanks They're for listening. taking the time out of their day to call or text, you know, a radio station to the point where think, we memorize their number. Yeah, we knew their numbers when they were coming. Oh, here's that guy from Springfield, right? Yes, you know, and, I was thinking yeah. of Springfield too. And, and it's like, yeah, so, but you know what, Maddie, I, similar experience. Um, so they were getting ready to relaunch WAAF. They redid the music. They weren't going to play anything past 1990. They were wow. getting rid of Led Zeppelin and Sabbath. You know, they were getting rid of Black Sabbath and Guns N' Roses was going to be gone. Right. And we're gonna play newer, more. We're gonna play more currents, harder stuff. Nothing past 1990. It was gonna be live all day, four-hour shifts, live shifts, 24/7. Josh was gonna be two to six. Wow. They gave Josh like the the overnight overnight, you know, gig. And I was gonna do the afternoon shifter. show with Joe Calgaro, who was the new PD. 
and and Stiz was going to be in there. So we did photo shoots. Oh, we did yeah, right, we, right. we did logos for the shows and all this stuff. And we're going to launch it March 2nd. And the Tuesday before that, they call us into the office like, okay, we sold you. And so it was like, yeah, we, I was feeling like we had another Big old chance. publicity stunt. And I knew shit was, gonna, was going to go down. Right. But I thought we would have till Christmas to kind of prove ourselves Do with something. this new yeah. format. And nobody was stopping us from relaunching and doing all these changes. And so that was the real gut punch for me was we didn't get a chance to try out this new thing. And at least go and down that fighting the way like, we wanted to fight, you know? And that it was such out of left field because I I had a few people from the industry message me like, hey, I heard AF is getting sold, like, enter comes. And I was like, well, we just did a whole photo shoot. Like, why would they be investing uh, money in hiring a photographer and, like, doing this and doing that? And I was like, why would they sell something that they're trying to build up? And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, yeah, you were right. <laughs> Yeah, even the when, consultant, when G, when, even the consultant was involved. He was helping to rebuild the clocks. You know, it was there were so many people involved in in reforming and relaunching the station that I thought, okay, at least they're going to give us till the end of the year, right? You know, because they usually fire a lot of people around the holidays because right. that's just the way corporate America does it. But I thought at least they give us these months to try to prove that we could get some kind of reaction from people. You know, and just like you, it's like okay, we're starting to gel. The chemistry's there. I'm starting to feel, you know, that we're getting our head above water. We're starting to go upward, and yeah. then, yeah. you know, that that's that's a shitty feeling. You can't you can't yeah. you can't do anything against you know up against a, a large corporation that's allowed to do whatever they want. And when it gets to be the size of an iHeart or an Entercom, there's multiple things that come into play, and it's got nothing to do with hey, after 50, 50 years in the making, that thing that thing's badass. I mean, think about the station you competed against for years, WBCN, another badass station, right? It wasn't a thing. It was WEEI was there, Sports Hub was going to challenge them, and somebody had to take a sacrifice. In this case, Caleb wrote a $17 million check, and that's a corporate decision that was made. It wasn't personal like we feel it every day. No, and no, I understand yeah, that. It's a business, you know? Someone makes right. me an offer, you know, someone like, wanted to buy my wife and kid, you know, for, uh, you know, I'm just going to throw a price out there just in case someone's no. listening, you know, half a million, oh, God, you know, what are you going to say? You know, no. we can do that. If you work on that, if you million, million, hypothetically, he keeps million, trying to you know, sell I'm just them. saying, let me you know, make a it's, couple a calls. it's a business. Now, let you know, you got to do what you got to do. And I understand Entercom had to do that. All right. It's a business move. Right. It's when you look at how many times Wayne Gretzky was traded. <laughs> Mike Stu's not selling his wife and daughter. They're selling. Uh, you know, Isaiah, don't speak for me. All right. So, <laughs> but luckily, and I'm speaking. I'm speaking for them. <laughs> <laughs> the day that Maddie and Nick went off the air, luckily that like I I kept this in my brain. We we went over to Flatbread, and um, yeah, like immediately because we had nothing else to do that night. Um, and. <laughs> <laughs> and no show Matt, prep for the next day? <laughs> no. Again, same thing with me and Shu. We did two hours of show prep that we didn't get. I know, yeah. We uh, had a whole show plan. <laughs> we had a great yeah, show lined up that night, too. Yeah. And then, Dude, and then we, the Maddie we, and Nick show, there's a bunch of frozen show. pizza How, that never got be? cooked. Um, <laughs> I can lay out that show. Let's see that show prep. Where is it? But we ended up going to Flatbread, and Maddie said, like, this, this platform might go away. 
but the fans you gain on that platform will follow you to the next thing. And I always Correct. kept that in my head. Correct. Like, Definitely. if anything bad happens with this, like, then the fans will move with you. And what Maddie said is true because Content. AF went off the air and everybody's been jumping onto this podcast. And it's, I was like, oh, shit, he's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's happened every, 11 every... of those people came over. <laughs> now they're listening to the podcast. Well, which sometimes is it is, it was sometimes 12, it is just 11 or 5 or 10. Sometimes it's, <laughs> sometimes it's 1,000. Like every step along the journey of my career, that has happened. Like they meet you there. And if they like you, they find you. And then they follow you the next thing. I, I had a job uh, that actually reminds me what we're just talking about. This, this, it was on this upstart network called the back nine network i had a daily studio show it was like a sports themed studio show golf lifestyle network and everything was wrong with it like they saddled me with with terrible with a it was it was difficult finally working with the people like this is what i need to do this is what i need this is what i need finally they just acquiesced one day they were like you got it whatever you want do it do it do a test run tonight show us i did it it was awesome i wanted to become a panel show like an espn show we did it it was great this is like eight months into this show we did it and i'm like they're just giving me everything i want all of a sudden this is fantastic that monday What's going, going on the new show <laughs> launched just like we just talked about they're waiting out so the execs are waiting outside the studio doors they said we are no longer a network here's your check ah. complete your contract goodbye everyone but it's funny i have people that saw it was on direct tv it aired on an obscure direct tv channel i have a fair amount of people that followed me from that to still what i do now and they've got into Oak Island from, from that sh show. They're not even treasure fans. They're golf fans. Follow me there. And now I'm going to have a whole new slew of Oak Island people. You just keep from stand-up. Happen to stand-up. People would see me at stand-up and then see me in a commercial in New York City and contact me on social media when it first started. And be like, oh, I saw you at the Kowloon one night with Jimmy Dunn and da-da-da. They, they I will follow the you. If you put out a good product, they will follow you. They will find you. Not even a good product. You put out a product that fits their narrative, what they're looking for, they will follow. Right. Yeah. I just want to uh, ask a question about the golf show, Maddie. Now, that was ball golf, right? Ball golf? Correct. Right? Correct. Not disc golf. That was Correct. ball golf. We just, okay. we, we call right. that, we call it golf, and we call your thing a disc game. No, 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 no. It's, it's called disc golf. <laughs> Right, yeah, disc golf. Okay, not not ball golf. Ball golf, which is exclusive and prejudice, or frisbee golf. Fifty thousand dollars to belong to a club, as opposed to disc golf, which is inclusive and relatively reasonable when it comes to joining someone. One has carts and IPAs. The other one has weed. Yeah, lots of weed. No, no. You know what's something? That's another thing. Everyone says, oh, disc golfers, they smoke a ton of weed. Excuse me. If you go golf, ball golfing with anybody, they're drinking and ball smoking golfing. weed all oh, the way. smoking road, cigars. No, no, like no. They're smoking tons of weed, and they're getting their shit face the whole time. <laughs> Isaiah, I'm glad you just called that. I'm glad you called that out. He calls it. They're slipping that in there, this nomenclature of distinguished ball golfing. Ball golfing as if it's, it's, like, it's like having to call yourself, you know what it's like? It's like having to call yourself cisgender if you're just like a straight person. Right? That's not it at all. Really? <laughs> you <laughs> comparing ball golf to the, to the struggle of transgender people? Really? You're not fucking mad because you suck is just, golf. You know what that is? That just personifies the attitude of no. ball golf people. No. Just ball don't give a shit. People. They're just like white, no. rich. Look at him taking a sip out there. clothes. You know, fuck Dude, them. Maddie, fuck here's ball the fucking golf. hashtag for the show. 
Mike Shue, fuck ball golfers. <laughs> ball <laughs> golf, that's great. Shit. Hey, Maddie, Maddie, yeah. you're working in obviously a situation with a with a with a big network group. I mean, a lot of what's happening, we've been on pause and all that yeah. with the History Channel. You got stuff going on. How is a group like that looking at the future of producing new things? It's super crazy. So, like, I I still hadn't made uh, the as I said, the thing airs in two weeks. My finale special. We still hadn't right. shot the fifth and sixth acts of my show because right. everything kept getting canceled, canceled, canceled. So we we're having to do what everyone else is doing. The Today Show and everyone else. The Zoom. It, it's going to look. It's going to look like this. The whole the whole second half of it's going to look like this. And, and we don't know what a season eight is going to look like. We're trying to get that information out now. There has been some talk about maybe doing it. I don't know. I've heard other shows say this too, like on location shows where the, the new normal for the while might be, especially when you're doing it out of country, you might have to fly everyone involved that's from out of state or out of country together at once, get them in one location. You stay in one location. You get brought to the location where you shoot. You get temperatured every, when you get out of the van, temperature, do the shooting, get back in the van, whole cast and crew, get to the place where you all live together. So it's almost like an Olympic village, a mini Olympic village. Right. You're, you're quarantined, you're kept away from the rest of the population. You just go shoot the show and you come back. So it could be something like that. It could be just wait and see. I don't, no one knows really right now. Well, if they're talking about doing stuff with, uh, uh, you know, the NHL is talking about potential training camps, if you will, in, you know, in, 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 in talking about certain things, measures can be taken to, again, I guess, group quarantine for the time being. And why not? I mean, we, we need entertainment. If you could do it safely, if you could take your crew and go, I guess a question, would you feel safe if I said I was your producer and said, okay, Maddie, we're going to go boom, we're going to take 40 people. And we're going to be careful about this. And we're going to go, we're going to film the next season. Would you be okay with that right oh, now? Oh yeah. I'm, I'm rearing to go, you know? Yeah. So I would Good. take, I without trying to risk, I don't want to risk others, but I'm willing to no, take. No, it's about precaution though. Being yeah. precautious. I mean, that's the, 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 the thing I think that's crazy about all this is that, yes, we're going to have to get back to things one step at a time and do it as a group and do it, control your shit. You control your shit with your show, right? So control it and if you can do it in a controlled environment if the nhl can do it in a controlled space okay right. then do it right yeah. am yeah. i wrong yeah. no i i think you're right and especially when you look at like it seems to be like uniquely as far as fatalities it seems like the story is being told that especially nursing homes you know seem to be so it's like say again they're hard hit those are yeah hard. wicked hard hit so it's like we can start to point being, you can start to kind of laser focus where you're really locking shit down right. and the rest of us can be just use our heads. And there's always idiots out there. Like I saw a thing in Chicago or somewhere they had a massive party with a thousand people all bunched together partying and those people will get it. And hopefully. Wait, there are stupid people out there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you're talking well, such a small percentage, you know? So I think most of us are just good people who will be well, smart. Well, and wait, well, wait, I, I understand if you, if you take precautions and that's fine, but it's not just old people. It's people with like, like high blood pressure, diabetes, just those two things are at the epidemic proportions themselves in this country. The decision. You know, everybody's got some, I have type two diabetes. Everybody's got some form of like diabetes or blood pressure problems or something like that. 
And yeah, it, it does affect older people and it hits the, the assisted living homes and the VA hospitals really hard oh. and it's awful, but it's, it's, there's a lot of other people, you know, and that's, I think that's why these people that go out and they protest and they're like, open up the Applebee's, you know, that's it's like, stupid. well, you know, you know, this is for other people's protection, not just for right. you. It's but for your fellow Americans who aren't as strong are as you are. Those are you ball know? golfers, too. Those are all ball golfers. You know, that's a ball golf attitude. If it doesn't wow. affect me <laughs> and my round, then I don't fucking care. You know? <laughs> just make sure you got my fucking Manhattan ready when I get back to the clubhouse. Amen. Amen. Yeah, and learn to Josh speak just, English if you're going to work here, right? <laughs> right. Josh just, made, Josh just made a good point. He said, you know, even healthy people, it's not – but I think what Maddie was saying was it's not it's not just the folks in the nursing home. It's not just it's not. that is a place where you can, like you said, Maddie, well, laser not. focus and go. Yeah, I just meant that there's a there's that's a, an issue. I meant that in the early days, my point was in the early days, nobody knew anything. And there seems right. to be a narrative now being that we're getting more information. There's a narrative you can look at numbers now, you can look at the totality right. of the information coming in and start to slowly and intelligently, hopefully. Say, all right, these people can quarantine themselves and go do this job. These but there's people, people that are here. still like That's on purpose, like ignoring it. That of course, like they they hate Trump, so they're like, oh, I think he did this to like win the election, so he can look like a hero or something. Well, I I take that from a specific person that my wife, my wife works at a place that has this customer, and she comes in, and she's she she was tested positive for COVID nineteen, and she continued to come in. Cool. because she thought it was a Trump conspiracy. And she was like, oh, but you, you, you and your husband are young and healthy. You'll be fine. I'm like, do you know my medical history? I had a collapsed lung. Like people mm. that we, we had Dr. Bernard on the podcast yeah. and he said Early someone on. like me is, yeah, he was like, you're definitely at risk for dying for this. And there's people like that that are like, oh, well, I'll be fine. But I think anybody that, other people. I think anybody that says this is a conspiracy by the, the Republican Party or the Democratic Party here in this country uh, ceases to see beyond our borders because it's happening all over mm. the fucking Italy doesn't world. Vote. Do they? Does someone <laughs> in Indonesia give a fuck about the election coming up in no. the fall? No, no, they're too busy trying to figure out how we're going to deal with this. You know, yeah, ourselves, that's the other people thing. in the whole Spain, world. you know, in, in Africa, you know, in Asia. You know, they're dealing with it. So to me, to call it some kind of conspiracy by an American political party, it's just, it just proves you're fucking ignorant. Well, that, That's all. Maddie mentioned it earlier. That's the ignorance of certain, like the level of fucking stupidity. You can't, you can't fix stupid. Who was that? Ron White to stand up? You can't fix fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. You just can't. And I don't care if you're radical left or radical right. Like, stop being radical and be fucking reasonable. Try that. Isaiah, you've had a couple of nice uh, like bumper sticker statements tonight. <laughs> Boom! A couple maybe, more t-shirts. Uh, hot, maybe. Oh. On, let's go back to the fucking. Let's, let's go back to the COVID here. How are we doing here, Maddie? What do we got? I got. I'm too bad. long. I'm too long. I need to get a little trim before Oak Island. Let me rephrase. Excuse I'm gonna need me. To get a little, I'm going to need to get a little haircut. <laughs> you have a significant other in your life. I do. I've been married since 1999, May 22nd. Wow, since I was one. Oh, Josh. Is that true? Since you were one? Josh is fucking I was eight. I was eight. Oh. Hey, Shu, let's see your COVID hair. You want to I don't have hair. So fuck all Shake it out. You're all like, oh, my hair looks terrible. At least you fucking got hair. 
you fucks. I was waiting Don't to fucking get to cut your it yourself. Ball, It'll bro. grow back. I cut this myself. Hey, It'll hey, never hey, come hey, back. Hey, so fuck hey, you guys. Hey, 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 hey. So angry. That's so a ball angry. golf ass. So angry. Wow, what a fucking dick with the ball golf. What the hell is Josh doing? I was, Josh I, just, I was looking for his like fucking shoes. huge mane of hair in my face, my oh, old geez. balding face. Fuck I was you. looking okay, for my on, Mike shoe shirt where you had some quarantine hair. Hold on. Hold on. This is oh, shit. Part. I have a shirt. Oh, fuck. This is the most hey, out of control hey, podcast hey. I've ever been a part of. <laughs> Maddie, this is you. Welcome home. back to Maddie. WAF, Maddie. <laughs> for some, but again, the people that like it. Oh, can we give a? Dude, you're going to be proud of us, Maddie. We have sponsors. Oh, we do. We do. People actually give us money. We have uh, Chris at Garage Doors Plus. You're single oh, sucks. Let me say, garage. garage, Maddie. Yes, you do. Fucking, do you need a I'm new one? Fucking. I do. I I could always. Yeah, I could use an upgrade. Okay, call Chris, Chris at Garage, garage Doors, Doors Plus. Plus. Who's that you say? Uh, do you need a new website? Oh my God! He's what got the shirt. hell is that? <laughs> Someone's giving. Someone oh, did he get a T-shirt? Oh, you uh, had to put that word on. Oh my! What does it say? Treat. It says yeah. uh, the Bra Breaking the Ice podcast. It's a real treat. That's fucking awesome. Josh has this fucking problem with the word treat, Maddie. You crazy. do. Did you know that, Maddie? I you were here, Josh. I discovered things about Josh I found were quite irrational, like his his hatred of the actual word treat. Uh, see, look at him. So say the word treat. Right. It's a visceral oh, reaction. Treat. Hit, well, the veins yeah, pop out of his head and neck. He gets very angry. So it, such a positive word, like, hey. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Kind of like, like Andrew, when we started talking about hair with you, you freaked the fuck out. Shut the fuck up, Isaiah. I'm talking. So there's another thing where. <laughs> Sounded like Maddie talking to me on the air. I don't see he the hates, anger. He hates the uh, term hot cup of tea. Okay, like we don't need to go through all Wait, of them. Hot yeah, cup of see, tea, that's not even a term. Like, who you, is that a saying? But it's such a nice thing, right? Like, it's not yeah. negative at all. And he hates it. Look at him. He's losing his fucking mind. It's like descriptive words. And I, I, Let's be honest. I think he got raped while somebody was having a hot cup of tea. I think that's what it is. He got raped in the Amish sex cult he was a part of. And oh. now that he's on Rumspringer, <laughs> hey, you know, hey, he's hey, just on, losing his fucking time mind. Up, time up, time up. The Amazon guy just rang the doorbell. I heard the spray the package down. No, you can leave it. Uh, just leave three it days, up. right? No, hold on, hold on, hold on. Twenty-four hours. Uh, hold on. I heard like, like the head of infectious disease. Him and his. What wife, do I do with this, doctor? Too, he said, we leave don't it wash there. our groceries. We don't. No. What do I do with this? You get it from person to person, not from a box. <laughs> this box just got <laughs> dropped off, and it looks it looks like a huge dildo. That's another bumper sticker. I just made that up. It Exactly. Hey, so Just we were like in the middle of everybody on TV. Mike, before you interrupted, we were telling Maddie because I thought he'd be proud that we have some sponsors. We said that Chris from Garage Doors Plus was a fucking big deal. Who else do we got there? Oh, I was asking Matt, Maddie, do you need a website? Uh, I could. Uh, sure. Yeah. Of course. Who doesn't? <laughs> this is like Invoke a live read on Maddie and Nick. In, right. <laughs> Invoke Media. Nicole at Invoke Media is the fucking shit. What else do we got, Josh? Hey, Maddie, do you need some siding? You know, I was just saying the other day with a friend, boy, uh, the one thing my house needs is new siding. You, you side a house, it looks like a brand new house. Then you should and? call Boston Exterior Remodeling. What's their number? I don't know. Hold on. 
Did I not teach you anything? <laughs> hey, Maddie. This is what you taught me. We do have one more. Yeah. Do you have any trees that need to be removed on your property? Oh, my God. Constantly. I'm, I'm surrounded by giant oaks. <laughs> oak on an island? Uh, right here in my home in oh, beautiful God. coastal Rhode Island. Josh? Huh? Will oh, they come, will they come out? Tree. <laughs> will they come to Rhode Island? Yes. If I tell them and to, Josh, yeah. And Josh, who, who would take care of Maddie? Lucas Carr at Pathfinder Tree Services, LLC. And yeah, his Lucas. number is, his number is, uh, put it on Google. Maddie. Oh, here it is. 781-551-8733. And Boston Exterior Remodeling is 617-688-3572. Side your house, cut down a tree, and get a garage door. Boom. And get a website. All right. Yeah, make a website about it so you can vlog about it. Maddie, he, he, he's, not, he's still not very good at this. I'm very good at it. I learned from smooth. everyone at W. Those, I mean, full disclosure, those are all fake phone numbers. But he did a good job. <laughs> did I start him with five five five? Sadly, we. I thought you did for a second. You're like five five one. Am I what? That's not a I number. Mean, that's a TV number. That's the number Where I used as my go? Bruins beat writer on Thirty Rock. <laughs> what happened to you? I don't know. I don't he know. He gave up. He got angry about the COVID talk. We shouldn't have got You guys got political. No. We did get, we, we mentioned, no, uh, yeah, his name is completely gone. Now Isaiah's gone too. No, I'm not gone. I'm just emptying, oh. emptying beer cans. <laughs> emptying beer cans. Hey, Chacha, hold on. Your really signal kind of sucks too. There's a box out there. We just discussed it. We're live on the radio show here or the, the podcast show or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Hold on. Hey, Cha-Cha, say hello. That's my wife. I'm breaking the... Jeez, this is a lot hold of on. exposure. Hold on. hold on. Namaste. Ready? Oh, nice. Oh, she's going out. Oh, this is live. This is live. This is COVID. What are you going to do? Are you going to spray it down? She's just gonna leave. She's like, I'm out. I don't want to be on your fucking podcast. Open it tomorrow. There it is. What if I open it now? What is it? Do you know what it is? It might be. Just touch it, you racist. It's like an air freshener. It's racist. Like one of those Mister things. (laughs) No, I think I think she ordered a yoga mat. Oh, this is Adam and Eve. Um, <laughs> oh my god, that's a huge, that's a huge dildo, what? <laughs> it even points at the top. Maddie, how's uh, Monsterland podcast been going? Fantastic. Uh, yeah, we're... Is we're, it more organized than this one? Uh, well, I mean, look. That's the, bar, the bar's not high, no fellas. <laughs> All you gotta do basically is broadcast, not just leave in the middle of it. We're already more technically astute than you. <laughs> <laughs> it's the uh, wild see, west we're all on the same play, like playing it. level now i like it she just mike fucking done. mike fucking leaves every single podcast for one reason or other not he for this one he, he never he never disconnects i'm honored <laughs> that he disconnected on you yeah <laughs> it's very telling. just like rocco right just like af <laughs> shut it down <laughs> Oh, wait, Shut it no, down. He, Do you want to go to Flapred? <laughs> now that he's not on, <laughs> because, you know, 
he, he, he can't say certain things about the station because, you know, he's got to think, uh, they fucked that whole thing up by selling that station. That was a fucking disaster. Well, what is he? Has he got to, he's not on this. He's not part of this. I, I'm not saying they. It's just like fucking really. And, and, and we give a shit because we were involved in it. But it's like you fucking. I get your corporate decisions, but 50 years in the making, building this whole new fucking thing, and then just going up. Oh, you're done because 17 yeah. million bucks came from Jesus. Radio. Uh, it's know, fucked radio, up. 30 years of fucking trouble. playing in that space. It's a fucking mess. Yeah, I think music radio is 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 uh is in an interesting place although they've been claiming it's going to be dead for a long time but still you can it's not that it's dead it's just if you actually did it in a way that personality radio radio entertainment content you said it's you said so yourself people like maddie right okay if i like you i don't give a fuck where you are i'm going to follow you to the golf channel to the History Channel, to WAAF, if you're a fucking stand-up comic as you, I mean, whatever. If I like you and you don't irritate the fuck out of me, I'm going to watch your shit. And it's like, it, it, somebody somewhere along the line lost that with the, it's, it's pretty easy. Entertain me, right? Someone's going to sell that, and then we're going to do it again. But someone got all fucked up. The assembly line got broken years ago, and corporate structure got in and and you have to it, sell it and we have a couple names so whatever <laughs> selling is no selling isn't a hard thing i started to, like maddie and i are close to the same age i'm going to be 50 next month he's got a couple years to go but it's like when i got into this thing in 89 90 i'm sure it was even better in the 80s and the 60s and 70s whatever probably a lot more cocaine in those days but cocaine it, it was like cocaine no cocaine you go into a fucking studio you you Say some shit that's entertaining. Okay, great. Now you fucking promote it and you go sell it and then we'll come back and do it again tomorrow. That's really what the fucking concept is, right? Yeah, I think the music thing is really difficult right now because for the for really the first time in history, um, I I think the new generation for them to be dictated to what they're supposed to listen to, not content wise, but music wise sure. is a very tough sell because um, why would I listen to what that station <clears throat> is going to pre-decided me? for me? Right. The force, the, the one, and by the way, out of a pool of 150 songs and that's it. You ain't, if it's there's awful. a Nirvana, if there's a Nirvana song that you want to hear, there's only going to be two of them in rotation on that station. Not any deep cuts, not nothing. You're going to get the Dude. same two Nirvana songs. You're going to get the same three Guns N' Roses songs. You're going to get the same every band you name. You're going to get those three songs. They're going to rotate the shit out of them every day, seven days a week. So for a young person who, by the way, doesn't even watch TV the way we watch TV, they're not going to Correct. sit through a show they don't want to watch. They're going to watch a specific like video game player that they like. It is so niche now. Young kids watch YouTube. They watch shows that things that they're TikTok. directly into. So to think that you can dictate to them what music they're going to hear from moment to moment, I think it's very. So I think you got you got to choose. You're going to be a music station with a music heart. We're going to break bands. We're going to play the weird stuff, and we'll play the classics. And we are music, and that is it, and that's it. Or you entertain them. You do personality driven right. radio, and I think you got to do one or the other. I think I think you know, and there's programmers will disagree. They'll say. You know, they check it, they check the times and people will leave. Yeah, but, but programmers aren't fucking now. Programmers that decide that now are in our age or older 
and have this preconceived notion. You're exactly right. Watch TikTok for five minutes. It's fucking kids dancing. But they're, yeah. they're, they're also trying to catch up to the kids dancing on TikTok. And I think but that they'll never do it. <clears throat> no, that's why we're getting company e or we were getting company emails of being like, oh, we bought $200 million of this podcast it's platform and we're going to be like a big podcast thing. And it's like, you're trying to catch up to Joe Rogan, who the reason he's number one in the country and he's bigger on um, election night, like more ratings than CNN, Fox News, MSNBC is because he has a Wi-Fi connection. Not because he spent $200 million buying me, a podcast can I give you, platform. Can I give you a pr practical example of what I mean? Like, and this is a tangible yes. example that happened within our careers, Isaiah. So when we were in radio back in the day, you paid a service to do weather and traffic announcements on the regs, like constantly. Right. Weather, traffic, right. weather, traffic, weather, traffic. And I heard someone recently on the radio, like joking, like, oh yeah, oh yeah, we used to do weather reports and traffic reports. Now, why did that go away? Because the idea of a young person or just a regular person at this point, just anybody, right? Needing the radio station to give them a traffic or weather report and not just have it on their phone or however they do their thing, Alexa, whatever, to depend on that station. Those days are long gone. You don't, you don't need that person anymore. So Even EAS reports, like when there's like a missing person, it shows up on your iPhone. Right. So, oh, the yet, Amber Alert shuts my phone off. Whip, stolen and, child. And yet, and yet we, so we laugh at the novelty of the old days of people needing that traffic and weather report every single, and stations still do it, but it, was, it wasn't a vestige of the past and something you do just to fill the time. It was needed by the audience. That's the point. Right. They needed that traffic report. They needed that weather report. That is all gone now. That doesn't exist. And the percentage of people that do need it is very small because they've got their devices. They've got everything. But yet we expect that from music. We expect music to stay the same, that people are still going right. to depend on you to, right. to tell them what Ozzy song to play. That's insane. Well, I don't listen to, I listen to whatever song I want, whatever album. I've got three different music sources. and I'm Alexa, play it all. Dude, Boom. and I'm a technical neophyte. I'm an old guy, but I've got Alexa down here. I've got Apple Music. No matter where I am in my house, I go, oh, play Southern Harmony Musical Companion. I'm not going to wait. But so many people songs. do too. That's why, like, even when we were on the radio, like, people would call up and be like, "You didn't play that Nirvana song I requested." It's like, what, do you have YouTube? If you want to oh, hear it, so and, and now here's the rub. Here's the rub. Now, now, now we're getting into it. How do I say this without sounding like a jerk? There's a very small percentage of people that don't have what we're talking about. They do depend on that. Correct. Those type of people tend to be super into it and volunteer and go out of the way to try to get those meters and i know it's a random system but yeah. a lot of those people they're contest players they're contest winners they, you know the contest players they're super into the formatics of radio they know they want it they need it it's the p1 it's the p1s they're the, the ones one that have the meters a lot of, of times right and that's so your that format you're have you ever met a person with a meter though so well, I, I, I've known people who have known people type of thing. Like, very, oh, like, very rarely. Very rarely, but, but it's a small percentage of people. So here's what's happening. You're, you're placating to them and you're winning. Let's say you do everything they want. You, you hit your numbers on the, on the breaks. You know, everything a PD would tell you you have to do. Everything's on time. You play the same songs that they want to hear, the same old shitty songs they want to hear. You <laughs> do the contest they want. You do everything you want and your show goes to number one based on that. You're winning that battle and you're losing the overall war, which is society is moving on from that. So that's why I think you have rock stations and stuff like that declining.
They it's the same thing with stand-up comedy when you're trying to play to the people that are getting offended, but that's 1% of the, the nation. Right. Everyone else wants to laugh, but 1% of the people are like, you can't say that about women. Like, but when well, you get into it's conversations funny, though. About, right. When you get into conversations about polling or ratings or a survey, it is a fraction, a fraction of the audience. Now, yes, right. some will say, well, without it, we've got nothing. Then, 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 like everything else, morph and come up with a better system. You know, when we get into this, you know, meters, PPM, and radio bullshit, Nielsen bullshit, it's a fucking fraction of the audience. It literally is a fraction of the audience that, I mean, there are 1,400 meters in Boston, <laughs> right? There's fucking 7 million people in the fucking city. And so 1,400 people right, determine. That's who you're playing to. That's you're right. playing that's to those 1,400 people and break that's up right. the 1,400 into male, female, 18, 34, 25, 50-year-old age groups. It's fucked up. It's, and I've always said that from, Patty, you and I have been in radio a long time. It's like, I never believed in it from the beginning. And I'm someone now, my business actually buys advertising. And I look at everything. I look at virtual reality, augmented reality, fucking, yes, I still look at radio and television in a different light though right now. But I don't sit there and beat people up about ratings. Right. I beat people up about good ideas, which is what? Content. And, and, and the, you know, a good program director, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm, this is just my opinions on the periphery of radio and having a show for a couple of years. So I'm a neophyte. What I don't, did you I, do because you do a fucking well, TV show and you've been uh, a stand-up comic. So you have a fucking idea what it's I have like a sense for attention. I do have a sense for the way society is drifting. And I have common That's sense. That's all that matters. But, a, a but PD you've done stand-up, so you kind of have that finger on the pulse. And I, well, I've been, I've, been in the, I've been in the industry for almost 30 years, but I'm saying right. just radio-specific, the stuff I'm arguing, a talented PD could sit there and show me why I'm, why I'm wrong. However, right. I would say the proof is in the pudding in a lot of ways. These stations are dropping like flies. Yes. These rock stations yeah. are dropping like flies. So Dude, the I hadn't done a fucking working. live radio show. I hadn't done a live radio show. I started back at WAF in, fuck, I don't even know. It was 2020. Guys, I got to so, so hard. I'll be right back. Go piss. <laughs> um, I had done live radio from 1990 through 15, uh, whatever it was, basically. And then, and then the pre-recorded bullshit came into effect. da 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 got into sales, did that, was successful with that, started my own business, but hadn't actually gone into a fucking studio and sat down and done a live radio show since, let's call it 2004. And I start, I think, 2016 doing just part-time fuck-around shit at AAF, but it was still flying the jet plane, right? And I went back in there and was like, and it wasn't just that station, it was radio in general. Nothing had changed, bro. Yeah, right. That's Nothing. Right. That's right. I'm like 2004 to fucking 2016. I'm I sit I sit down. I know how to fly this plane. Wait, same thing. Top of the hour ID. Yeah. Fucking two yep. songs. That's right. I get three seconds. Another song. Preconceived bullshit. Shitload of commercials. People are gone, and I'm going. Okay. Wow. You haven't fucking adjusted. I mean, not that I didn't notice, but I hadn't noticed it from the cockpit. And I'm like, right. this hasn't fucking changed, and this will die. This Literally the will same, die. It was the same board until we moved across the street to Huntington. That, that board right. was there. That board was there from the 90s. Yeah, so. I'm sure the fucking nose hairs and stuff on that board are legendary. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, so I think we're <laughs> But all, that's the uh, same thing. You, I mean, like, if, and you're, in a, you're in a unique position where you work in a situation with the History Channel. And it's, um, but 
even I'm sure television, I'm sure, you know, they're all in the business of getting people's attention. And if you don't know how to fucking think like the viewer and you keep thinking you got to tell me instead of what would it be like for you to receive this information? You know, right, right. right. I, I did a, I got into sales from being a production director and on air for years. And I went down to Orlando, Florida, and I had the, I had a chance to, to talk to the people at SeaWorld. They were owned by Anheuser-Busch at the time, and I worked with them. And I'm kind of coming into it from a programming side, going like, yes, I understand the sales end, but you know, I, I, need to, I need to understand the rest of it. Like, how the fuck people react in this big fucking meeting of all these fucking suits and all this happy horse shit. And they wanted to buy every radio station and have them broadcast live the same day, which is basically just taking over the radio dial. <clears throat> I said, that's all well and good. But I remember saying, I'm like, let me take this. And I grabbed my, my sales manager and said, let me just handle this. Cool. Think about the people that walk through the gates of SeaWorld every day. Hmm. And I just left it there. Think about what's changing in their lives every single day. And I just left it there. Hmm. If you're not thinking like they're thinking, you're not going to be able to imagine or pretend you think you know how to reach them through radio, TV, or whatever the fuck you're doing, right? right. What, everybody changes every day. So how am I supposed to keep up with Maddie fucking Blake or Josh Dolan or Mike Chu or Isaiah Moskowitz? You don't know what the fuck I'm doing. You got to think differently and think. Because we can't spell your name. That's why. That's it. Josh, you want, a, you want a great story or should I? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> no, you do it. For old time's sake, you do it. Great story. <laughs> right. Great um, story. Well, guys, I love being on with you in the, sh in the only show I've ever been on with the hosts leave all throughout the show. But uh, I, I do have to go. Okay, hold on. See ya. <laughs> See, there you go. Now See I feel ya. comfortable. Okay. Uh, honestly, this was a pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> I've never felt so wanted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you were Nick Stevens. No, I... <laughs> Next time I come on, uh, why don't I just come on alone and you guys can not broadcast it. Yeah, next time don't wear your glasses so we can see you checking your phone the whole time. <laughs> I got shit going on. Okay, hey, listen. we're sorry. <laughs> I love you guys. Check out Thank Maddie you, Blake on the Smithsonian channel. Thank um, you. Great plug. Nailed it. Just like the roofing company, you nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, plug his shit. Maddie, where are you at? Tell us all uh, about it. Go. Just find me on social media at the Maddie Blake, and I have a fan page on Facebook uh, where I do oak stuff. Drumming. That. I do some. You made me drum the other night. I, I did. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, All right. Well, thanks, guys, Maddie, thank you for so coming much. on. I haven't thanks, seen Maddie. you or really talked to you since. Uh, I know. The, I miss you, buddy. The show went down the. Yeah, you, the you, you two make out. I'm out. Rapper. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Uh, I do miss you, pal. You you were great on Maddie and Nick. You really were. So I appreciated you. it. I appreciated everything. I really did. And uh, I stay in touch with Stiz. And uh, yeah, he he doesn't respond to my texts. He uh, I'll I'll yell at him for that. Thank you. He okay. went dark on me. And so, Nick too. I like really? the mug back there that you brought. <laughs> I see radio.com mug. Is that really? That is a. I swear to God, that's a complete. Uh, <laughs> this is what I have my morning coffee in. <laughs> God, I shouldn't have that up there. <laughs> What they ever do for me? It was. An... <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I don't know what happened to Shu. Thank you, buddy. Um, Tell Shu I love him.
And uh, I will. Sorry I offended him somehow. I don't know how I did. I, I, you know, it's so easy these days. So. <laughs> He's a sensitive kid. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anytime, I'll come back anytime. Awesome. All right. See you, man.